When life bumps up against you, you have the choice to pucker up and put on a sour face or mix it up with ingredients like resilience, persistence, and grace into the delectable concoction only you can serve. We are Greer McVeigh and Whitney Wiley, speakers, authors, and entrepreneurs. We're also sisters, and since we were children, we've made a habit of turning challenges into the lessons and launch paths of our lives. Each week, we'll discuss the recipes that will turn your biggest challenges into the building blocks of the successful and fulfilling life of your dreams. On occasion, we'll include experts and thought leaders who'll join the party and you're always invited to. Join us as we share the sweet highs and sour lows and every drop of life in between. Along with our guests, we help you shake and stir your own lemons into lemon drops. Welcome to the Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops podcast. Hi, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. I'm Whitney Wiley. I'm Greer McVeigh. Hi. Well, my God. Why so giddy? I don't know. I just was having, having a good day, I suppose. Well, it's That's it's beautiful. in the morning. It's in the it morning as we're recording day. this, and my day hasn't started. I haven't yet taken the time to wrap my head around all the things I need to do today. Oh, so that's I'm still good. In that, I'm so, in that blissfully ignorant. So we should phase record. So we should record that time of day more often before you yeah. had an opportunity to take stock of the day. Well, and so so the the morning my usually my first morning dis, decision is you know it's sort of like how do I want to start my day, and and oddly. I mentally think about this. It's like, you know, Greer, you could start it as a good, healthy day with good, healthy habits because I'm of the mind that I should drink some lemon water in the morning. Yes, yes. As like the first thing and at minimum drink water or I can drink coffee, which makes me feel good for, you know, an hour. And then it's like, oh shit, shoot, <laughs> excuse me, can we edit that? And then I'm like, oh, you know, why no. did I do that? Or we could, I could drink tea, which is somewhere in the middle. And invariably I go to the coffee. <laughs> so, and, and sometimes I feel good. And sometimes it's like, oh, why did I do that? And it isn't the coffee. It's generally the half and half that I, the quarter cup of half and half. <laughs> that I put in the coffee as I watch the the scale go up and up and up through this pandemic. It's like, oh my gosh. So it's like, you know, Greer, today you could do, you could juice, you know, get up, get some kale, get some beets, get some, you know, whatever. And, and, you know, you have the, you have, it's in your hands to get up, start healthy, go for a walk, come back, feel revitalized, jump in the shower and then have a great day. Or you could, you know, be like a garden slug, sit, drink some coffee, you know, go on Twitter. Isn't that empowering <laughs> then, though? Like, you have the power. 
And Isn't I can that empowering to, to, to stop and think that I actually have the choice to do one or the other or one of many things? You feel empowered with that? I feel empowered, but then I beat myself up when I make what I know to be the wrong choice. Then I ask myself, why would you make the wrong choice if you, you knew the options, you weighed the options, you weighed the pros and cons, you clearly established what was like a good, healthy choice and what was like, yeah, not, not maybe the best choice. And you opted for that. Why would you do that? That is the conundrum of my that life. Is. So the, why then the question the decisions that you make when you know, why do you make bad decisions? when you know that it is the uh, not the best decision of the options available to you. So we're going to take the judgment piece out and categorizing bad or good. Let's just go serving you, not serving you, right? Okay. Why would you make decisions that serve that don't serve you? And so the question that comes with that is, what are you getting out of? What is the benefit of making choices that don't serve you? You're getting some positive benefit from it. Otherwise you wouldn't do it. Otherwise you wouldn't do it. You would not do it if you were not getting something. I'm not convinced of that because sometimes we're we're self defeating. And you're saying maybe the self-defeat the is self-defeating a positive is, in some is sort giving of way. you. I'm not saying it's positive. I'm saying it's giving you something positive that you are seeking, whether it's approval, control, something, you know, maybe you just want to be in control. And I will say this, and this is going to tie into um, this segment, which is our continuing series with the book invisible no more, invincible forevermore. The three women that are um, part of the interview for this all uh, talk about this feeling of being unseen for physical reasons, health reasons, look reasons. Um, One in particular talks about the challenge of weight and hiding behind the weight, using the weight as a way to hide, right? And how shedding the weight helped to bring her out of the shadows. And I will say that this is certainly something that I have had as an issue over time, something I've been working through. And the weight is a protection, right? So if you are doing things that give you some positive benefit, even if the, the act itself is destructive, you, you, first of all, you're, you're human and there's no need to beat yourself up about that. But so you could be putting a cup of creamer in your, you know, half a cup of coffee, you know, if, <laughs> like a little bit of coffee to go with that cream it's a cafe au lait that's sort of the way I drink my I'm not a coffee drinker so that's sort of the way I drink my coffee you want a a little coffee with your cream and sugar so um but if that is 
if if it is to give you something like protection, right, is to not be out there, to uh, make yourself less noticeable because people who are noticed are, you know, you know, whatever we tend to think about people who are larger than life or put themselves out there, right? We, we have some thoughts about that. So we don't have time to do a whole deep dive <laughs> coaching session for you. I was like, I'm having a good day. And now we got me thinking about my, <laughs> my, my weight gain and my self analysis. Well, no, we, we could we could save that for another time, but you know, have we done an episode on on weight? No, on physical. Not totally. No, physical. We, okay, we've, we've talked about it here and there, but not not fully. And okay. so, if it and and you would have to figure out what what are you getting out of it. Yeah. What are you getting out of behaviors that are not serving you? And um, when you've got the weight of the world on you, no pun intended or pun intended, but when you've got the weight of the world on you, you're holding up everything, juggling everything. Maybe the benefit is, and you said this, I enjoy it. It lasts for an hour. And it's like, I get to have this, I, I'm in control of this moment and get to enjoy this dream. And, and, and I think it's also a bit of defiance, right? And, and I'm going to do what I want to, you're not going to make me that's drink certainly, kale. That's certainly my thing. And I've I'm had not drinking that. kale juice. And I've beans. certainly had that. I'm a, I, I will say this, I'm a grown ass woman. I should be able to eat and drink whatever I want, the way I want. And the answer is yes, you can, but this is the result, right? These are yeah. the consequences that come along with that. I don't um, like the consequences. I don't okay, want those consequences. So, and then so you that's the goal. So change. the goal is to eat yes. cookies and coffee for breakfast with positive consequences. I need my consequences to be weight loss and health. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you, I will say this when you develop <laughs> the cookies that make that happen you will be a gazillionaire okay so get to bed not those nasty like weight loss no no, no they have to be they have to be they have to be good full butter real sugar cookies <laughs> that oh my god did I life. tell you did I tell you, this is an aside, but did I tell you about these cupcakes that we discovered? No, you did not. <laughs> oh my God. I really, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to give these people a commercial, but I'm not, I'm not going to say their name. I discovered these cupcakes. So one day I wanted a cupcake. So it's like better than having a whole cake, right? That so is least, better than having least. a whole cake. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get this a cupcake. See, that's a good choice. Serve. That's a good choice. It served you instead exactly. of going out and buying a full cake and eating a full cake and then kicking yourself. You go. You get one really good cupcake and take the time to enjoy it. Exactly. So there's a place near my job, my day job, that has a there's a little cupcake place around the corner. So we usually will walk over there and get cupcake. Well, on this day they were closed. 
So, but I was like, but then I had worked myself up into a cupcake lather and it was like, I got to have cupcake. So I go on Google and I'm like, cupcakes near me. So this cupcake place came up. I'd never heard of it, never been. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go check it out. So I go, well, you said get a cupcake. Well, I couldn't decide between the cupcakes. So I got four. <laughs> so, so I got four. Um, but I was like, oh, I'll eat them, you know, over the next four days or whatever. So I, I, I inhaled one, like, before I got off the block in my car. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, so my favorite um, cake is like carrot cake, right? So I got, I got a carrot cake. And then I like lemon. I'm really, really big on lemon. So I got a lemon, but they also had a key lime. So I was like, oh, I, you know, I might need that. And then I got some fourth one. I ultimately did not eat the fourth one. But the lemon, the lemon and the key lime in the cupcake, in the bottom of the cupcake, it has a graham cracker crust, is a bottom layer, then the cupcake, and then it has like lemon curd inside. And then it's like a lemon cake, but it's not too lemony. And then it has the, oh my God, I thought I died and gone to heaven. So I ate, a, I ate up all the cupcakes. You eat four one. cupcakes and three. you would. <laughs> so three I, didn't eat, I did not eat all three of them in one sitting. I did not. Okay. It, I, okay. It, I ate like one, like immediately. I ate another this is way off um, topic. Okay. Like, I, I know, just, let me just finish this story. I ate another one like, so I ate another one like an hour later. I ate the next one like, the next morning or something. And then the fourth one, I, I never ate because I felt so bad and so guilty, I never ate it. So then though, I told Donovan about it. So I took him, then he became addicted. Then I told Anne-Marie and Jen, a couple of friends of mine, they're now addicted. So now we just are like, have all these cupcakes in the house. So I just wanted to say, it's not my fault. And so now the way that I manage this, right, is it's like, okay, Greer, you know that you can't do this. Like you said, there are consequences. So if you want one, oh, then we discover that that location, they have like three more locations. One is like not far from home. What so does now, any of this have to do with so invisibility now, and invincibility? No, because well, we were talking about weight. And then wanting to hide behind something. I'm like, I think that's part of it, right? I can waddle myself, but it's like walk to the place and get a cupcake, burn off the calories. Okay. Right? Okay. And or I just say waddle. <laughs> waddle yourself. But it was like, you know, I think there's something about being like, oh, well, you know what? I'm a I'm a little svelte now where, you know, I grew up sort of skinny and now I'm not as, as. You're softed, not I'm softed, I'm, I'm, yeah. I look like I should be in a paint in a, in a. A Rubenesque. A Rubenesque era painting. But there is something about sort of um, not, not wanting to let food or lack thereof be the thing that controls me, right? 
I'm not going to be, I'm not going to allow myself to be uh, uh, controlled by my need to be skinny, right? It's like, oh, you know what, whatever. I am what I am. I'm like Lizza. I am what I am and you're going to love all of it. And then now it's like, okay, dial that back. So you've been hiding seven behind. Different things so, then, huh? Yes, you did. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find a thread to get back to the topic here. But you've been hiding behind this, this um, defiance yes. and rebel nature of I, I'm, I'm grown. I can do what I want. I can eat what I want. And consequences, smart consequences. Yes, and, consequences be damned because I'm not going to allow society to tell me I need to be skinny and a particular thing in order to be loved or in order to be beautiful or in order to be anything. But then I've gone completely off the deep end. Off so the deep now end. it's like, okay. okay. And so in order <laughs> to rein that back in, are you, yeah, let's get on with you the are seeing yourself as, as, as having gone down that path and now you're seeing yourself moving in the direction of where you truly want to be yes. and who you truly are right you yes. you for the vast majority of your life had not been softed so or rubenesque i've and, always been curvy and shapely but correct i've never had a, a weight issue until you know not a real one until you became right. defiant until I, it's, yeah, until I decided I'll show you guys, I'll eat what I want. And it's like, yeah, stop trying to show people, just do you. Just be, just be you and stop. I, I think that's a good point. And on that note, we're going to And I go. like beet juice, beet and kale juice in the morning. I love and it. And on that note, we're going to take a, a short break for a, miss, a word from our sponsor, we will play the but wait, interview. wait, what's this? Wait, what is the book about? What are we talking about? <laughs> I mean, not, not the book, but the in the interviews. Because you, interv you were you were you were describing it. The and interviews then I think I cut you off. No, I'm just saying the interviews are, is about the book, the women in the book. And it just so happens that the three women in this particular segment are um, all doing things that are helping women and for two of them in particular women of a certain age to take back control of their life by getting in touch with their health and shedding excess whatever so that they can be fully seen so that once they step into who they really are they can be fully seen by shedding you know, the, 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 um, the layers that keep them from being seen. So that's what this particular segment is about. We'll hear from our sponsor. We'll play the interview and then we'll be back with a wrap up. I am Whitney Wiley and I am continuing with the interviews with the authors from the Invisible No More, Invincible Forevermore book by Linda Sunshine West and all of the authors that um, you are having an opportunity to meet. And today, and in this segment, I have with me Forbes Riley, 
Kathy Dirksen and Paige Davison. And they are going to introduce themselves, tell you who they are, um, who they serve, and if they are not in business, ladies, I'd like for you to share what it is that you do. So why don't we start? I'm just going to go around my screen and then each round of questions, I'll change the order uh, just so that you don't get to sit and ponder by yourself the whole time. I'm going to catch you off guard. So Forbes, you're up first. Yeah, <laughs> I, I knew you were going to do that. I'm sitting here in a hotel room in San Diego. I've been on the road for a while. If you've been following Where in the World is Forbes Riley a couple of months in Costa Rica, amazing two weeks in Dubai. I was just seeing Elaine LaLanne, who at 95 is such a crazy inspiration up in Northern California. And now I'm down in San Diego. And the crazy news for me is I'm all about manifesting. I think you guys all know that by now. But I bought WWW Church of the Fit a long time ago. And don't, there's nothing there at the moment. But I wanted to preach. I just thought what I do is preacher level, preacher quality. And I was heading down here last minute, called a friend of mine and said, hey, um, I know you do these entrepreneur weekly things. Any chance I could speak? He's like, I have a new church and we'd like you to preach on Sunday. Hallelujah. Hello. Okay. <laughs> One of you Forbes lately is coming in spades. And I'm thrilled about this. It'll be my first time preaching, literally preaching. I got some pretty bold ideas here. I no longer have to apologize for my outrageous thoughts and my connection to whoever we're talking to up there. At one point, I felt so embarrassed about calling God or the universe. I said, let's just call her Susan. And man, I got so much hate mail. You can't do that. Like, I can call, you know, you know what, church? By the way, the church that I'm speaking at now, get this, is a church for sinners by sinners. Are all churches that? Well, that's the funny thing is that they all don't admit to that. These guys are doing that. And I'm like, guys, what every church is. Well, I got to tell you, I think it's kind of exciting. So for those of you um, just meeting me for the first time, see that book over Whitney's shoulder? I'm the co-publisher of OneHabitBooks.com, uh, oh, along yes. with Steve, who we're wishing well at the moment. Um, I am most known for doing infomercials and live home shopping, for creating pitches for more than 1,500 different products, major CEOs and companies, some of the big slogans that you've met. And I've grossed in my lifetime for companies $2.5 billion. I'm pretty good at what I do. Um, you are pretty good at what you do. And then while I've been pretty good at doing it, I wanted to make sure I look good doing it. And so do you that I created the world's most amazing handheld fitness product called the Spin Gym, sold a couple million of those things. And it is how do you at this age feel amazing, look great, and want to step up and share your joy and your knowledge. When Linda came to me and she said, Forbes, I'm doing this book called Invincible to Invisible, or I don't think that you've ever felt invisible. And I said, wow, I'm the poster child for your book. Well, I need you to hold that thought because we're going to get to that question in just a second. <laughs> you hold that. I want you to share that in a second. Kathy, tell us a little bit about who you are and um, who you serve. Thanks for having us, Whitney. It's great to, to be here sharing in your community. I am Kathy Dirksen. My company is called Inspired Tenacity. What I do is I help women 50 plus to reinvent their life move into that chapter of what they actually want to be doing right now instead of banging their head against the wall with a job that they really aren't happy with or a life they're not happy with. So right now I'm really focused on women going towards retirement. I find a lot of women are almost afraid to retire 
because they don't know what that's going to look like. They don't know if they've got enough money. They don't know even what are they going to do for the next 20 or 30 years of their life. So that's a big focus for me right now is really helping women to A, get the financial confidence because I am a financial planner professionally in my previous life, but also to really rediscover and figure out, okay, what do I actually want to be doing right now? Not looking after my kids, not you know, doing things for other people. Well, what do I want? So that, that's really where I'm focused right now. So, and I, that you're a girl after my own heart. I think that's absolutely the most important thing. I think at any age and certainly um, after the kids are gone, you've spent 40 years working and taking care of other people, right? Paige, exactly. you're up next. Hi. Hi, thank you. I'm so, I'm so glad to be here with you all. Kathy, that's such a great mission that you have there. I am a certified health and wellness coach. I sort of came to that in a circular type of a way. I serve um, anybody, but especially, I, I really like to serve women who um, get into menopause and they think, this is it. I'm gonna have this spare tire forever. I'm gonna feel exhausted. I'm gonna be draggy and have brain fog and I'm never gonna lose the weight. I mean, I've not lost it till now. I've been trying for years. Um, that, that was me, ladies. I was the yo-yo queen um, dieter. I've done every diet known to man, lost and gained tons of weight. I eventually got up to 315 pounds and had weight loss surgery, which was like, successful for a time, but ultimately not successful. Um, I was back up to 250 and I discovered intermittent fasting. So I am a health coach. I also do life coaching, but I do work with women who have had that whole lifelong experience of seeking health and seeking weight loss and never finding it. And by dieting have gained and gained and gained. And um, I, I really want to help those women. I want to work with women in menopause who think that there's just no hope. I'm here to tell you that there is. Past menopause, I lost 110 pounds through intermittent fasting and exercise. And I'm here to tell you that it can be done. And you can have a beautiful, vibrant, exciting, healthy life and look and feel amazing past menopause. And I think that just goes right along, Kathy, with what you're working with women on. You know, it's a time for us to, you know, do for ourselves uh, what we hadn't been able to do all those years. Uh, and one last group that I work with is people who are at that point that they are ready to submit to weight loss surgery. I'm also here to tell you that is not necessary. Intermittent fasting is a healthy lifestyle that if you need to lose weight, you can and you will lose weight and you will be amazingly healthy and you do not have to do that to your body. So um, the, the name of my business is Fast Track Health and Wellness. And I focus on group coaching and individual coaching. Thank you, Paige. And I'm assuming that the Woman's World magazine behind you must have yes. something that you've written or a story about you in it. Yes, I was featured on the cover of the of, uh, Women's World magazine, which was quite an experience. I had someone online say, oh, I saw you in the grocery store. And I said... I didn't know you lived in Lexington. And she said, no, 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 I'm in Canada. I saw you on the, on the, on the newsstand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was the craziest experience, but that was for my weight loss and for intermittent fasting. I love that. I love yeah. that. 
So we're going to um, start now that you've all introduced yourself, we're going to start where Ford was just getting ready to go. And that is, I want to ask you, what is invisible? And without divulging too much about what's in your chapter, because we want people to buy the book, but we want them to learn a little bit about you and to connect with you. What do you think is invisibility and give a little bit about why you felt invisible? You're muted. I think invisibility is something every woman faces. Uh, with the work that I do, I've also uh, do a lot of trauma, traumatic breakthrough training, actually it's a thing called Breakthrough with Forbes. And I've discovered that 75 to 85% of all the men and women that I talk to, mostly women, have been hurt, raped, molested, told to shut up, or somebody will kill them if they ever told their secrets. And we are trained, actually, we are all trained to be invisible. We're trained to ask permission by the time we're in first grade. May I go to the, no, may I ask, no, no. And you literally keep asking, can I, mom, can I please, no. You're like, okay, well, how do I get a yes? What do I have to do to get a yes? And as adults, I train people to really understand that you just have to start granting yourself permission. Um, for me personally, I was an ugly little kid. I grew up, I had a broken nose. I got hit by a baseball bat. I had braces for eight years. And then a tongue crusher for about two years. So I didn't talk very much. And as Paige was talking in terms of weight loss, my mom was 260 pounds my whole life. She was a little older, Kathy. So I probably met her during menopause. And it, I watched her not really matter much to anyone. And I thought, man, that's not really a good way to live. And so that's one reason I'm into health and fitness. I turned 61. I'm in love with a man 17 years younger than me, who is a super fitness model who I have to keep up with. He's, and a, little he's, he's a little hot. So <laughs> well, if, if you let me share your screen, I'll actually show something. I will not. <laughs> I'm, I'll be too distracting. <laughs> I will hold a picture of him, but I will tell you what. Now trying to focus here. Well, but join the Facebook groups to that. Well, but the crazy thing about Joshua, and this is one of the lessons that I've learned, and ladies, I think it's important for all of us, is that he was super hot when I met him. But two years ago on January 2nd, he was on a motorcycle and hit by a car, shattered his foot, his ribs, was in a coma, almost died. And then six months later in a wheelchair, lost all of his muscle. And he woke up June of this year, of last year, and said, I'm going to be Mr. Universe, or Mr. Sorry, Mr. Olympia, on October 6th. And as he crutched his way to the gym in a lot of pain, I thought, oh, dear God, really? And I watched how a champion thinks differently than I ever thought. He always knew that it needed to matter. And I just didn't get that till a lot later in life. And that's when I certainly became invincible. But there's some days when I'm not wearing makeup or I don't like, you just, you're invisible. You get older. People don't want to talk to you in a certain way. And I think that we need to find a true sense of self-esteem. And I love the panel. I love the book. Whitney, thank you for hosting this because invincible comes from your heart. Yeah. It really doesn't demand that anyone else tells you that. I also think the word sexy that I redefine to be seeing excellence in yourself starts mm. with you. And I will pass the mic, but that is my, my two cents on the subject of being invisible. I love that. I love that. I'm going to make note of, of that sexy. Paige. <laughs> well, for me, obesity was really... Um, and morbid obesity was really my cloak of invisibility. And, and I learned um, from a very young age what our society thinks is important. I, I grew, I'm 58. I grew up at a time when diet culture was so intense. You were to be twiggy or you were nothing. 
if you weren't Twiggy and uh, wear a size, wore a size two, you were not valued. And I grew up with obesity in my in my family. Um, as you said, Forbes, my my mother lost a hundred pounds three different times at three different weight loss places. And she realized early on, I was going to kind of go that same way. I was, you know, I liked food too much. And so, you know, in my home and in society, I learned that if you were not a certain type and looked a certain way, then you really did not exist. And a lot of that time I was not obese. I was overweight some, you know, I became obese. I became morbidly obese, but, you know, really and truly obesity is the last uh, area of our society where it's okay to treat people very poorly and it's accepted. And, you know, you just are ignored if you have this particular issue. And so that is, that is what I grew up with and that is what I dealt with. And, and when I first lost weight, I was a little resentful because people were so friendly to me and saw me. And I kind of resented that because I thought I'm the same person that I always was. I am the same person that I was when I weighed 315 pounds. I'm just as valuable as a, of a person. But then I really sort of realized that my reaction to other people was a little different as well. Mm. And I had to come to understand that I had to not be invisible to my own self. And so that to me is where being invisible comes from. As Forbes said, it comes from within yourself. And, and we're going there's to talk a, about invincibility in a minute. You guys yeah. keep jumping the gun here. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> so that is my take on invisibility. You know, it comes from without, you know, it comes from pressure from yeah. other people. It also comes from ourselves based on what we've learned from society in our home. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. That's invisibility to me. Kathy. Yeah, yeah, no, I think invisibility. I agree with Forbes that I think it is something that pretty much every woman deals with at some point. I know in my story, I kind of talk about different times in my life where I went in and out of being invisible and coming back to life and becoming invisible again. And, and, and definitely through my marriage and just being in an abusive, toxic situation where you really just shrink because a safety thing, I just, you're just tired of being told to that you're not okay and you're not good enough. And that was definitely a big part, but then it's also become a big focus of my business because I think so many of us, as we get into 40s and 50s and 60s, become invisible again because we're, we've lost ourselves. We've spent so much energy focused on what everybody else wants that we have, we don't even see ourselves anymore, that we have just disappeared in what other people want from us. So I remember at one point when my kids were younger, I remember thinking, I can't even remember what I like to eat. Like if I could choose or what kind of music I want to listen to. Mm -hmm. You know, I got so tired of <laughs> Barney. <laughs> this, yeah, Barney, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Sesame know, Street, yes. while, because you put yourself on the back burner for so long, looking after everybody else's needs that, that you in a way of become invisible because you've lost yourself. You've lost who you are. So you're not standing in, 
you know, the real you standing there anymore. So that's why I'm really focused on helping women rediscover that brilliance and to find that confidence to just stand up and say, okay, this is me. <laughs> this is what I want to do now. This is where I want to go for dinner. <laughs> this is, you know, yeah. just stand in that energy. And, and I, I love the, the poem by Marianne Williamson with, um, you know, our greatest fear is, you know, that's not that we are inadequate. It's that, you know, we are so full of just that life and let's bring it back. Let's, let's shine ladies. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's, it's interesting you say that because um, my story includes um, the death of my son um, 16 years ago. So as sort of a midlife person, I've had a jump start on sort of taking that back, right? Because uh, at, at the time that happened, I became an empty nester immediately. And, um, and so it, it forced me to do some of the things that you guys are talking about, right? That many of us ordinarily would not do until our kids had moved on and we're sort of in our 50s, late 40s, 50s, maybe even 60s when our kids go off to college or start their families. Um, and I had that way earlier. Um, so I, I understand, you know, being that transition, that change that we don't, I think, stop to think about because we are so wrapped up in serving, loving, serving, giving to our, our families, our jobs, you know, the community, the church, whatever. And then one day when that's gone, you like, well, who am I, right? Whereas the work that all three of you are doing actually is about, you don't have to wait until, right? Some event, some circumstance, some age comes along. Just do that now. Just, just do that now and step out of that invisibility piece and into your power, stand in, jump into your, your invisibility. So, um, and what I'm hearing from each of you is that you've gone from this place of invisible to invincible, even if it, um, it flows, it's, it ebbs and flows, even if it's up and down, it's not a, a, a consistent thing. Talk a little bit about why it's important for you to feel invincible, be invincible, and then to share that with the world, your story, um, your business, what have you. Why is it important for you to do that? And let's start with you, Kathy. Mm, why is it important? Ah. I think so much of it, I've just really come to realize that I think we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to the world to all be giving, like contributing as much as we can. One of my favorite quotes is the, you know, the, the rising tide lifts all boats. Mm. And in my mind, that is just so true. And if the actual mission of my company is to create a cycle of wealth and success among women around the world. And in my mind, how that works is each of us stepping into our own and then reaching over and helping somebody else step into their power. And 
I and I I am also a believer that I think that women are the ones that need to step up right now that we are the energy that will lift the world from where we're at now and like shift we need a shift we need a massive shift yes. of what's going on and and I think it is up to us to do that so right. I, I actually just left my corporate job a few months ago this, this spring Congratulations. And, and a huge part of that was I was feeling like, okay, I'm not contributing what I know I've got to contribute. Yes. Yes. So I need to jump. I need to take that leap of faith and just go do what I'm supposed to be doing. Not sitting here serving one person at a time with paperwork and other silly little things that really aren't really contributing to any bigger picture. So, so yes, I left the job, jumped out into the world and <laughs> wish me luck. <laughs> you're doing it. You don't need luck. You're doing it. Just keep doing what you're doing. Paige. All of those years that I thought I was chasing weight loss, I wasn't really chasing weight loss. I was chasing acceptance. I was chasing self-love and self-care. And I was chasing the empowerment to know in my heart that I had it, I had what it takes to make good decisions for myself, to, to look at myself and what I need and, and make choices that are good for me and right for me. It, and I didn't know that at all until I lost the weight. And as I lost the weight, I did a lot of mindset work. And my life is 100% different, not because I lost 110 pounds, although I'm, I'm much healthier. I certainly look better than I did. Um, I feel amazing. But my life is 100% changed because I truly learned what it was to love myself and to take care of myself and to have that empowerment. And I just think it's sad. I know that there are so many women who are living their lives like I lived my life for so long. And I am determined. I am passionate about helping other women discover those, those lessons and, and learn how to really and truly know what it means to love themselves and to, and to have acceptance of themselves, no matter what they look like, no matter what size they are but to truly have acceptance of themselves. And, and that is just my mission to help other women learn those lessons as well. So they can live wonderful, vibrant, healthy lifestyles. Awesome. Awesome. Forbes. I'm in the right room between Kathy uh, sharing about how to get out there and help a lot of other people, not one-to-one -one and taking care of other people. Like I watched my mom do for so long and Paige talking about looking good and feeling good. Cause I, I think I'm older than both of you, which is cool. Uh, because we're about the same age. I'm 61, <laughs> girlfriend. So here's the deal. But I'm, I'm going to show him because that is my husband. <laughs> husband He's determined to distract us, right? I am determined. <laughs> I'm not with him right now. I took this picture with him uh, a couple of days ago. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, you know what? You want a reason to look good and feel good. And I am 61. And I'll tell you what, if I get to be the, invis the invincible role model because I'm standing next to Superman, all kidding aside, ladies, there is a reason you've got to set a goal. And my goal right now is to not look like his mother at any point ever coming up soon. And I'm serious. <laughs> there is a serious goal in mind about my own physical health, wealth, because I wasn't always taking such good care of myself. And I'm in the gym just to keep up. But it also, in it, it's fun. And I mean it in, and, and he also has a great sense of humor about this. 
But if we don't have those kind of things to dream about and look forward to, and for me and Kathy, I think you said it, it was not about how beautiful he is. Although I did put on my want list that I wanted someone who looked like he walked off the cover of a romance novel. And if well, he does, you right, got it. but you have to have courage to write that on a piece of paper and believe that it can come true. And then the second part of that is I was also in a relationship where my ex would roll over in the morning and say, wanted to bear shit in your mouth. And I'm like, I start the day not feeling good about myself on a, for many, many years. And I said, I no longer, you do not get, you get what you tolerate, ladies. You get what you tolerate when you dive your head first, like I used to do into a refrigerator and eat a chocolate cream pie with just your fingers and not a fork. I know what that is like. I also now know what it means to say, in all honesty, in the mirror, completely naked with whatever little wiggly jiggles around my belly because I pushed out twins, that I'm enough. We will all never be any younger. We may be fitter. We may be healthier, richer. But can you look in the mirror right now and just say, I am enough. For all the things I've been through, the fact that I'm still here, I am enough. And that is what I teach and preach anyone who listen to it. And I'm proud to be in a book with the rest of you guys because, or girls, because your messages are part, as mine is, a part of this big star of being a vibrant, amazing human being. You gotta have all of your cylinders firing from self-love to food, to what you do for a living, to grieving over somebody that you lost. Because when that rips a part of your heart out, it's hard to remember that you're special and meant to be here. And so I just get to be the ultimate cheerleader. And that's part of my goal on earth, I think. I love it. I love it. And I love that I had an opportunity to get to know you ladies just a little bit, to share you with the audience. Um, both here online and with the Life Lemons and Lemon Drops audience. As we wrap up, what, what would you like the listeners, the viewers, and the readers of this book, Invisible No More, Invincible Forevermore, what would you like them to walk away with? How do you want them to be inspired? Um, Kathy? I think the main thing is give themselves permission to be who they need to be and who they feel they are and what again what do you want but that that permission and allowing ourselves to take that next move or to receive you know gifts come to us and just to give yourself permission to focus on you for what's and really jump into that yes i love that page I'll, I'll piggyback on Kathy and say not only to give yourself permission, but to realize the extent of the power that we each have within ourselves to accomplish what we want to accomplish, to make our dreams come true, to, to live an amazing life that, that is focused on what we need and what we want and what we want to accomplish and how we want to help others. So just that sense of power that we all have, I would like for women to get. That's great. And Forbes, you get the final word. And I will put the icing on the cake for every woman who <laughs> reads this book to truly understand something that it took me decades to learn, that you are not alone. If you reach out, reach up, reach down, look left and right, there are people who will help you, people who will not hurt you. That's not their goal. You do need to find the right ones, though. But to, for me to know that I'm not alone in all this, that the struggles that I used to think when I had my head in my pillow before social media came out, we as a group of, of amazing humans 
are there to support each other. And I found a sense of love. And if you lead with that to help others, and when all else is really, really getting you down and you can't figure it out, you take that moment and help someone else. And I'll tell you what, you often speak what you need to hear the most. That is so true. So true. Ladies, amazing. Thank you so much. The, the focus here in this group on taking care of yourself, putting yourself first, you cannot pour from an empty cup. You just can't. Ooh. And so you've got to take care of yourself, mind, body, spirit, financially, you know, all of it. You've got to take care of yourself so that you can love, give, and serve. So thank you so much for joining us and um, see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye-bye, Wendy. Bye. So how did, <laughs> so what do you think of that, Wendy? I mean, what is that? The, I mean, the interviews are so, yeah, you do a good job, but it's like, what is, what's the moral of the story? I mean, where do you I, go with this? I, I just, I think ultimately in all of the interviews, the, the point of the book in and of itself, the stories from all of these women is that until we embrace who we are, right? We can always find ways and take steps to dim our light, whether it's covering it over in excess pounds whether it is, you know, um, not embracing uh, all aspects of who we are, our creativity, whatever, you know, we're going to be prone to doing that until we learn to love and accept ourselves just as we are. And then if there are things that you want to change after you love and accept who you are, you can do that. You can do that, right? You're, you're in control. But yeah. we can't hide because we don't like who we are. And, um, and it, because it gives our power away. Yeah, and I keep thinking about toxic people in our life, people who reinforce whatever, or either plant or reinforce the negative stories we tell ourselves about ourselves. You know, yeah, criticisms and and nagging commentary and that running commentary that we have in our heads. And then that, we we, we allow people to do that, and and in some cases we invite that, particularly with social media, right? By yeah. by um, the company that we keep, and so if you want to not have people making the kinds of comments that are made on social media don't don't subject yourself to those kinds of people I don't have I, I will say this and and then we'll wrap up I don't have those kinds of people in my uh sphere of influence in my circle right I I have never had someone on the social media and I don't do a lot of Twitter. I, I will own, I will accept that. I don't do a lot of Twitter. Um, but nothing that I have posted about something that I'm doing or trying to do or a challenge that I've had has been met with 
you know, negativity and derision from people trying to tear, tear me down the way I see when people put something out there that people do. And I don't know if that's a function of what I'm choosing to attract into my life. But you're also on, on your social, I, especially like on Twitter, you have very positive, uplifting messages. And that's what Where I'm mine saying. Is, mine is politics and opinion and people, you know, but it's easy to come for and kill my dog. But it's easy for people to say to, you know, could attack. Why are you always so positive? Why, why, who do you think you are sharing positive? I've seen that when other people have put something that posted something I thought was positive that people will respond in negative ways. I, 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 I don't know what that is, but I can see how that then keeps people from wanting to, to, to at least put out who they are, right? Because yeah. we don't want the, the me that I am, I don't want that attacked. So what I do is I put on a front and I put something else out there so that if it's attacked, that's not me. And ultimately that doesn't serve us because that becomes us being invisible to ourselves. So um, be you. This has, this has yeah. been, this has been an interesting be exploration of fear and invisibility and being invincible you know still like you said be you step into it and you can't be you know you you can't be defeated you cannot you can defeat you, yourself if you, but you are can't you, be defeated if you're if, if you you're are you who you exactly. authentically are so exactly on that Love it. Love it. So thank you for joining us yet again. If you don't have your copy of Invincible, Invisible No More, Invincible Forevermore, get your copy at invincibleforevermore.com or on Amazon. And with that, thank you for joining us for this episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drop. Thanks for joining us for Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. If you like our show, please share with your friends. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. Your questions, comments, and feedback are welcome. You can find out more about us at lifelemonslemondrops.com. 